Thanks for listening. Before we get to today's show, I wanted to mention a few things. We'd like to thank Shannon Wheeler for creating our logo. Shannon is the man behind the very funny Too Much Coffee Man comic. He's a gifted artist and writer. You can follow him on Twitter at MuchCoffee or visit his site TMCM.com, as in Too Much Coffee Man. We'd also like to thank Jesse Case, a very funny comedian and, as it turns out, gifted music producer for creating our hilarious theme music. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at Jesse Case. And speaking of Twitter, we have an account as well, so follow us at Probably Science. That's also a good place to direct your comments, questions, suggestions for future topics to cover, or corrections for the many factual errors we have made and will probably continue to make on this podcast. We more than welcome those. So hit us up on Twitter, or you can shoot us an email at probablyscience at gmail.com. We're going to be back with an all-new episode this coming Monday with lovable Aryan lumberjack Kyle Kinane, one of the funniest comics working today. And from here on out, we're going to be dropping new episodes every Monday morning. Until then, here's a deep cut from the back catalog recorded back in mid-December of 2011. The science may be slightly out of date, but the comedy is fresh as can be. You might notice the sound is slightly different from the current episodes, but it's still very listenable. So please enjoy this episode with very funny man about town who you have seen in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and In the Loop. And you're going to see him in the upcoming big screen adaptation of 21 Jump Street. It's Johnny Pemberton. Enjoy. Johnny Pemberton is in the house. Hello. In the house. I hate that I just fucking said that. That's okay, Arsenio. Well, I mean, it's are, the worst. You could say, in the apartment. In the apartment, say, Johnny Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton, downstairs. Johnny Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton, comedian, actor, scientist, perhaps? Uh, are you? Do you have a science background no, in any way? I mean, I, I've always been interested in science. I did win an award uh, in high school for a science project. Oh. Uh, so that's pretty good. What was the project? It was a subliminal messages effect on the subconscious mind, and I... With using music and sub. That sounds like an episode of Saved by the Bell. Oh, definitely. Did you actually find that there was any validity to that? Because I've heard that subliminal messaging has been totally debunked as a way of. Yeah, I think I think it has. I think in terms of uh, actually working, like where people don't realize what they're seeing, uh, it doesn't really work yet. So what does it not? Give me a beer. Does it not work? Give me a beer. Does it not work? (laughs) Well, where are you going, Andy? What are you doing? That's, 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 that's Getting me a super, beer. Thank you. That's super liminal. That's just liminal. Okay. That's nothing sound right. about that, I think. Semi-liminal. What, what was your actual experiment? You made your own um, audio recording? Yeah, band? I recorded some stuff that had um, a slowed-down voice going like, I think it was saying, choose the square, because there was like five shapes to choose from. Okay. So it was going, choose the square. <laughs> I, had I had underneath a jazz song, a classical song, and a rock song. And that was like, you know, to, and it has also the control, which you can hear what it's saying. Okay. I think that's what it was. I don't remember. And did you, what were the instructions you gave the people who were the subjects? Just to listen to the uh, songs, and then after they listen to the song, is to pick a, uh, a, pick shape, a shape on this board. Yeah. Did it work? I mean, it, didn't, it worked and it didn't work. Like, my experiment was super, it was not scientifically, what, what do you say? It didn't follow the proper scientific method. Right, right. Because the shapes, were not randomized. 
Uh, I think the star shape is a shape that sticks out, especially to yeah. the younger age group. Okay. So that that's not right. Did you have a large sample size. That's important. I did not have a big. I did not have a big enough sample size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say. I, I guess to my credit, from my science background, I, I just realized this though. Um, I grew up. My dad is a surgeon, so I grew up in the, the Rochester, which is where the Mayo Clinic is, which is. Uh, I think pretty much everyone that I knew. Growing up, uh, I dressed as doctor. Like I didn't know any <laughs> misters, wow. much, because that's all the town is. And his dad, my dad's dad was a doctor, and his dad was also a doctor. So I should be a doctor. I shouldn't be doing this. So right you're now. like the Lieutenant Dan who yeah, didn't I'm, die in Vietnam. Yep, I should I should have died in uh, Vietnam. Do you have any? Do you have any siblings? Mm-hmm. Doctors? Yeah. Um, no, my sister's uh, my younger sister is like an engineer, computer science person. She's a she's a genius. And uh, another younger sister and younger brother. None of them are doing science stuff. So, but, but you're the oldest, so you have the most pressure probably yeah, to exactly. conform oh, to yeah. that. Absolutely, because they were all the oldest and the oldest uh, male. Are there, male in their is family. your dad's name John? It is. Oh, yeah. that's tough. Damn. So, I, I thought so. And so then grandfather's name John. What number John are you? Grandfather, I'm the third. Oof. Yeah. Start going as John the third instead of John. about that. It's the most like bougie name in the entire universe, basically. Right. Jonathan Pemberton. That's true. It could be like Hampton Pemberton. It could be, yeah. Hamilton. Hamilton uh, Pemberton would be. I got the opposite of an award one time in like sixth grade. I was in the Talented and Gifted. Not bragging, but just letting you know. Gifted and Talented, we called it. Uh, We called it Tag. (laughs) Talented and Gifted. And uh, we had to do come up with an invention. It's called the Invention Convention. Oh, my goodness. And I forgot about it. And then came in the day of. With a foos tube, which was a toilet paper roll that you put into a foosball table. So that way, when you put the foosball in, you got more time for your hands to get down ready. That is awesome. That's the best. That's, that should have won. And they go, they were like, did you think of this today? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just like, uh, and then. It just hey. takes more time to roll down that tube, so you have more time to get back in position, you're saying? Or what is That's it? what I'm saying. But like, I can't picture how it's arranged. You just stick a fucking toilet paper roll where the ball's supposed to go in, mm-hmm. and then it has a little extra time to roll down. You just it's said fucking. Oh, okay. the just, stupidest thing ever. You said fucking. You see... We don't swear on this podcast, Tony. <laughs> don't say that. Did you say that when you were in fifth grade? And you're like, ah, just a fucking toilet paper roll to... <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was always swearing in fifth grade. Like, shut up, bitch. For that. All right, so... Swearing was cool, man. Swearing was cool. So, Johnny, I'm curious, have your parents come to terms with your comedy career choice? I guess so. I mean, well, you're um, a successful comedian. You're coming up in some movies. Yeah. Um, I think that that stuff didn't, didn't really matter, though. I think it's sort of like, um, didn't, yeah. If there was any sort of pressure, they didn't They didn't act like it was a big deal. So. Oh, that's but, great. But, you know, it's always, it's, it's in my mind, at least. You know? Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's just more often in your own mind that, like, I have, yeah. I have a voice of my parents in the back of my mind at all times, and if they knew that, they would be like, "Why? We don't care. You're doing fine. Like they don't mind what I'm doing." But right. I still think about it way too much. Yeah, I have this engineering degree, and I still do it. I'm like, God, I have too good of a fallback plan. Publish or perish doesn't work. I like, trying to say that. Oh, so you're worried that you don't have the incentive to get great at comedy because you're still a viable engineer? And you no, always- like it's just like the whole thing. Like if. You know, like, if I get married and have, like, a baby, I've been dating my girlfriend for a while, like, if I have a baby before I'm a successful comedian, I'm going to be like, well, I can't be selfish anymore. Right, right. Yeah, it's hard so to I justify gotta, that. Yeah, I just got to never have a kid. Plus, babies suck out the funny. 
So it's, I've also heard the opposite. Where well, maybe not, maybe they're funny, but like if you have a baby and you're working in the industry, it like sort of it gets you a ton more jobs. Right. Oh wait, I thought you made, I thought you were gonna say it motivates you. It gets you a ton well, more jobs. Mo- I think it motivates you, but I think it, it, it's both. It motivates you and you get jobs because it's like you know you have a kid, and so does uh, Brad Pitt's you know, kid. Is you know what I? Th- whatever. You know what I think. Also, once you have a kid, I think everything else is just who gives a shit. I think that's probably There's true more too. important things. So when you're like, oh, I have to go in an audition to get on the fucking third season of Glee or whatever, and right. like normally you'd be nervous, but you're like, I have to keep a baby alive. I don't fucking get nervous about bullshit anymore. You just go in more confident or something. I wouldn't be nervous. Or you'd be more nervous because that's a lot of pressure. I, I would be less. I think nervous. it probably depends who you are. Some yeah. people just are nervous. I'm a nervous dude. Yeah. Uh-oh. Chill out. Thanks, man. You solved it. You just gotta, you gotta think about it like a, a blood vessel. You gotta just crimp it. Just crimp. <laughs> just crimp that's it. That's gonna, that's, that's gonna give me a stroke, man. What is this blood vessel going to? Who knows? It goes into your brain and it feeds yeah, blood. Yeah, fuck now. You crimped it? Just go, Are you really able to turn off nervousness? Yeah, I, fi- I found a way to do it. Just do visualization. There's a call. Of, it's six beers. I, mean, I feel like, like uh, you weren't really joking. Like, that's a thing that you might use. Yeah, that's I a figured real thing. Out, um, yeah, well, kind of. I mean, I'm not like immune to it, but I found a way to kind of like, sort of like just bite it. It's a, I don't know. I can't. I can't visualize it really, but it's sort of like I'm. I just sort of like you have to like act like it doesn't. It's not there. Yeah. You basically ignore it. Right. You know, throw it away, kind of thing. I'm nervous until it starts happening. Like, I'll be nervous, and then as soon as I, I go into an audition, I'm not nervous there, and then really? I walk out and mm-hmm. I'm back to nervous again. Yeah. I don't know. I, do, I guess it all depends. It all depends on pre- preparation, too. I also do think... That, preparation, um, exactly, man. It's a big deal. Preparation is huge. Speaking of preparation, this this converse, this podcast is not just a free-flowing conversation with some amiable gentlemen. There is actually a structure to it, and every week we discuss some some items that have been in the news related to science that week. So. Right. But also, this week we were pretty busy. I had to go go-karting all day, so I didn't get to do my normal read-up on these subjects. So it's going to be a lot of... Uh, Flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, I wasn't able to write a research paper. Like uh, I just told Johnny, each guest each week is supposed to come in with a yeah. research paper. I hurt my back, okay? And I spent all week writing hip-hop trivia questions. That's, oh, that's not a joke. I got a new job <laughs> writing awesome. some trivia questions on a contract basis. Right. And uh, I can tell you a lot about Wu-Tang Clan right now, but not as much oh, about yes. science. Well, science of Wu-Tang. Probab- it's not called probably science. It's called probably Wu-Tang. Probably Wu-Tang. All right, let's get into uh, our first science topic of the day, and that is that uh, they're going to use wild monkeys, fit it with collars, to uh, measure the radiation in the forests surrounding the nuclear power plant uh, that was devastated last March in Japan by the earthquake and tsunami. So what they're going to do is they're going to put collars around these native monkeys that live around Fukushima. I think that's how you say it. And then these collars are going to measure radiation levels, uh, and also, it has an altimeter, so it'll measure the height above the ground. So, and like right now, all they know to measure the samples, uh, the radiation levels, is helicopters that fly super high overhead, and then they measure right. there. So they're putting, they're fitting these monkeys with these collars. Genius, so we genius, can get on land. Genius, and, uh, thank God. So these monkeys are going to be subjected to levels of radiation that would be harmful to humans. That's you know, I was a little pissed. I was they at love first. It. They love it. They love radiation. But these monkeys already live there. There's 14 different types. There's 14 different groups of monkeys that live there already. Okay. So they're just going in, catching them, throwing a pretty new collar on them, and releasing them. So and this isn't like Project X style. We're not going to have to send Matthew Broderick in to break them out. No, and, okay. not yet. But um, Anybody else here seen Project X? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Matty B? Yeah. My dog? You guys talking about X-Men? Yeah. 
but so with the whole Fukushima thing, scientists estimate that the radioactivity released is about one tenth of the amount released during the Chernobyl disaster. I thought that they, that was like disinformation. That actually, that the radiation in certain parts of it was like, I don't know. I heard so much, I heard so much disinformation or not disinformation, but contradictory information about the radiation from that uh-huh. power plant. Like it's hard to tell what was true, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, like I feel like Japan would be open, but like if this happened in China, they'd be like, so good. Oh right, like, oh, fine, yeah, yes. perfect. A new mountain that we have. Yeah, exactly. We went to Mars. <laughs> what China? Mars. There, there are space China space program. Like, I, I read a lot about science since this podcast has started, and everything about China's space program on in the news is written by Chinese new, newspapers, right. which are owned by the government, and it's all like, we're Glorious. the fucking best, yeah. man. We just docked and undocked. And then it shows a picture, and it's just a computer model of what they're doing wow. in space. They're like, we promise that we're doing this up there. It's like those Taiwanese news shows where they do like CG reenactments of Tiger right. Woods getting, uh, getting oh, beaten. Have you seen that? Oh, you got to look, look up it up. Taiwanese news. Yeah, whenever it is, like a, if there's a pop culture event that happens over here that's worthwhile. Like, I remember when Tiger Woods had the, uh, when he was first, when his wife first caught mm-hmm. him and then, you know, he right. had the accident in his driveway in the golf club. So they had these CG like just the shitty version of like Jeez. Grand Theft Auto characters that are Tiger Woods. In his I life. saw I saw one for the Jay Leno Conan O'Brien thing. Conan showed it on the show. What? Oh yeah, that's they right. That's about right. Jay Leno Conan. That's when that I found out hilarious. about it. So yeah, so uh, so that happened. That happened in Japan. So what do you what do you think, Johnny? You pro like letting pro? these monkeys they're already in the radiation. Yeah, they're already there. I mean, we could I'm get them out. For you. <laughs> oh, I guess we could evacuate these native monkeys. I am my in my standpoint on nature is. Uh, uh, the least, the less you do, the better. But then again, humans put all this radiation there, and then yeah. nature destroyed it. So but like, you can't nature. Nature will, created radiation. Yeah, nature will always. They win. didn't create this power plant. <laughs> Sorry, they, crea- they did create the tsunami that caused it. So it's nature's yeah. fault. Uh, monkeys, <laughs> y- this is on you. Okay, you, you guys are part of this whole system. We're out, we're outside of it now. We, we stepped out. Yeah. I thought animals <laughs> were supposed to have these great senses of of catastrophes like that in advance. Like, can't dogs sense earthquakes? Or am I making that up? I don't know, man. Monkeys are stupid. I bet the monkeys are monkeys fine. Monkeys can sense I bet they're fine. I bet they're eating just radiated yeah. bananas, stealing wallets. This is how Rise of the Planet of the Apes should have started. Like, this is how... That would have made more sense, yeah. Yeah. Radiation of yeah. animals in the wild, and then, uh, you know, then you have the added... Oh, this would be a great movie, is you have, like, the combination of a post-apocalyptic wasteland movie and the start of some new super race of animals that are nuclearly... Modified. Is that, can you make an adverb out of nuclear? Irradiated. Nucleated. Yeah. I don't know. Irradiated. They've been passed before the cobalt. But it could be like it could be like uh, Omega Man or what's that? I am Omega. I am Legend. Oh, that's a that original. Combine that with the child. Was it yeah, Charles Hassan? That was cool. It's the cool. short story is great because and they they missed out on the great twist of the short story in the one they did with Will Smith because the whole I am Legend twist. I don't know if this happened in Omega Man was that he is essentially. The vampire, because when when vampires are the norm and you're the one right. daywalker and you're killing them off while they're sleeping, he's legend isn't like he was the legendary people that those right. norm vampires are afraid oh, of because he's been picking them off in their sleep. That during sounds the day. way cooler. Way than cooler. Will yeah, instead Smith of Will Smith or. being like a good guy, it's like oh, he realizes as they're lynching him, I am their Dracula. Like I'm the Dude, one they all talk about. That's who, fucking cool. Yeah, man. yeah. That um, that movie. I'm into that. I'm going to read that short story. Yeah. Did you see that movie? I'm Legend. Did you see the whole yeah, thing? I saw the well, I saw, saw the Will Smith one. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The Will Smith one. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so funny in that movie, 
that the reason isn't the reason for the vampires is because they found a cure for cancer or, or is it AIDS. Is it? It's something that is so obvious, and I feel like that is that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that once you have this, wait, what's going to happen? That it's going to when someone someone who when someone finds a legitimate cure for cancer, it will be the apocalypse. That's going to be like the worst thing that could possibly happen because it's going to be. Like this, this thing in disguise that ends up killing us all. Right. Oh, okay. it cures it for fifty years, and then it just well, like our yeah. bodies like, morph to like fight that. Yeah, I feel like cancer. Cancer, you can't eradicate cancer. It's like trying to eradicate nature itself. I have, right. this, I, have I, have, I have a lot of weird views about cancer. Oh, cancer is just life out of control. Yeah, like it's, it's, you can't really. It's it's irradiated. It's been morphed. It's I was thinking like if my life, I might have said this before, but if my life was. Like if I lived during a zombie apocalypse, like I would never, I would never make it to the movie made about that because right. I would be zombie so quick. You want to go zombie? No, I wouldn't want to go zombie, but I would be like the dude who's like fast enough. Like some dude would come into a grocery store like limping, and he'd be like, "Oh, hey, what's up, man?" And he bit bites right. me. Like I'd be first eight first zombie. Wave, yeah. First wave. Yeah, first wave. I would okay. immediately be zombie, and then I would nice. turn. Are you guys into zombies? I mean, I would be a domino for sure. I love, I mean, I, I, that's the thing is like, I would love to be in a zombie situation so much that I think I would be dancing too close to the edge because I'd want a little adventure. Right. I want to see that Oof. firsthand. Like, I wouldn't be like, I heard the zombie thing's happening 10 miles away, so I'll keep driving east and get away from it. Yep. I'd be like, I'm going to go a little bit west, get a little close to it, see, I'm going to be touch, right on the brink. You know, I was at the Occupy LA the night that they, they, they shut that down. That felt like a zombie apocalypse movie, man, because there was... Probably fifteen helicopters flying really close overhead. Cops everywhere. There's fifteen hundred like, cops, right? Yeah, and they're like shouting in megaphones and sirens are going off. And I wasn't there protesting or anything. Did I'm you? Not that how cool. close were you? I was in the middle of it. I was doing. But how did you not get arrested? Well, I left when they were like, "You have to leave now." Okay. I was like, "Yeah, I didn't want to be here anyway." I was doing that uh, holy fuck show, so it was at the right. downtown Independent, right there. Right. And they had like co- coordinated everything off, but. When I came out of the show, we were somehow still allowed. We were like in the zone that they coordinated off. So I was like, "Well, what shit, I'm mess. here. I'm gonna go check it out." Right, right. It was pretty nuts. And also, it's like, like it, monkeys, almost. Would you say? <laughs> yeah, it's like Back irradiated to the monkeys. Tapping. Actually, Johnny's the one keeping us on track. No, like there's a secondary story to this. Uh, there was a new study that came out that uh, they said we no longer need to do um, experiments on chimpanzees. They're like, we're not getting right. The prop, like we could use other animals to do this that aren't smart as fuck, like chimpanzees. I'm sure that makes Peta really happy. Right, it, <laughs> like they came out and they they were just like, we don't we don't need to do it anymore. We can um, put on slugs now. It says right now there's 936, 937 chimpanzees in labs all around the country. So that's less than a thousand right. that are being tested on, Not and very many. they're hoping that this papers that they came out with will. Get all of those chimpanzees out and into oh. shelters. Aww. Chimp shelter. That was the scariest thing about Planet of the Apes, that movie. Chimps scare the hell out of me. They're, oh, They're freaking Ever crazy. since There's those stories have broken about how how mean they get when they get oh, old and tearing crazy. off faces, tearing off genitals. That, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of chimp. I'll hang out in a room full of angry pit bulls. Oh, I'd take a pit bull over a chimpanzee any day. I mean, like, Ten pit bulls. getting some bites versus a thing that's strong enough that with its bare hands it can tear off your buttock. Like, that one guy got his butt... His, <laughs> I didn't know that. His butt cheek got torn off by... Oh, shit. And that's, like, your strong, or biggest muscle on your body. How could a chimp's hands be... How could you even get purchased on a butt to tear off a butt? I get tearing off 
genitals. Like get, they, they'll tear off. Oh your, shit! I just thought about that. I just thought about my penis and balls. Chimpanzees. <laughs> what they'll do? What they'll do if they're if, in those situations is they'll like tear off your jaw so you can't bite them, and they'll tear off your genitals so that? you can't rape them. Yeah, they go for yeah. your jaw. They know they're they tear doing off your face and your and your junk. Yeah, that's oh, that's what God. happened. The, that's what happened in all those attacks. Their faces get torn off and they're. You know, in, in, in college, my roommate went through a lot of steps, and I don't know how close he was to having this happen, but we were going to get a capuchin monkey, or a capuchin monkey. Capuchin, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's um, not an ape. It's a no, but this monkey. is what I'm saying. Like, he found out that, like, you know, those are helper monkeys. Yeah. yeah. And that when they get old, they don't, they're not great at helping anymore because they're, they're old. wrecking. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like... You're good at taking he's like, your cereal and dumping it no, in the fireplace. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So he was like, we can get one of those. And he was getting all sorts of, like, uh, <laughs> letters in the mail, and he was... Getting it sent to his home where his parents lived and sent a picture of his family. And it's like, we want to adopt this monkey. Wow. And we were getting pretty excited about the idea of a monkey in our apartment. That would be awesome. Yeah. Was it just because you saw that episode of The Simpsons with Mojo? No, it was just because this dude one day was like, we should probably get a <laughs> monkey. Get a monkey. Well, no, here's what it was. Monkey. I said, let's get a ferret. And he goes, fuck, Ooh, if we're going to get horrible. an animal, let's go with a monkey. Let's get something we can teach to do tricks. I want to have a pygmy goat. That would be nice. A pygmy goat? A pygmy, a small goat. Yeah, yeah. Goats Those, are cool. Those live inside? Uh, I bet you could, but you'd probably want to have a yard. I think yeah. you'd you probably want to. This yeah, was an you apartment. Know, it's like a potbelly pig. You probably could do it inside, but you got to have you? a yard. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyways, speaking of monkeys, not at all, um, but instead of, of weather phenomena, uh, it was interesting that um, the t- 2011, it turns out, we're nearing the end of the year, it was the warmest La Nina year on record globally. La Nina. Which is... The La lady. Nina, the lady, the little girl. The right. Then I never even knew what the definition of El Nino and La Nina was. I always until just think of uh, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Yeah. The, Yo soy El Nino. The Nino. But I didn't even know what, what it was, and it's really not even uh, very well defined. It is well defined, but it's just it, it's a phenomenon um, associated with either slightly raised or slightly lowered Pacific Ocean right. surface temperatures. So La Nina years are. When the temperature drops, so cold ocean temperatures, slightly colder, like barely. I think it's not even more than a few degrees. Isn't it cyclical though? I thought it was. It is, it is but I don't think there's any real weird, pattern to like it. Fourteen years in between, or whatever. I don't think it's even that. I don't think it's a regular pattern, but it's just sort of you look at the statistics, and then this uh, this was an El Nino or La Nina year, and so I don't know why this is even. And I, it's not that I don't believe in global warming, but um, to, to say this is the warmest La Nina year on record globally. Is weird because La Nina is the lowered sea temperatures. So you're saying it's the warmest cold year on okay, record. Interesting. So it's not the guess, warmest year. It's the warmest of cold right. years. It's not even that warm. You could say that it's like a, what it is. It's the uh, the swinging effect of the cha- the temperature change evening out or something. Maybe you could say that. I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's funny that that this thing that we it's a man made construct to call this thing El Nino or La Nina. So it's colder, or it's the warmest of the cold years. So it's not even like it's the warmest year, but this was still a news item that it's the warmest La Nina year on record globally. And also, I mean... La Nina. Whether, whether or not this... I like, I like the idea of Hicks trying Me to talk too. about I La actually, Nina. I've heard... I was saying that because I've La heard... La Nina. I've heard a, a Hick guy talk about La... It's like, well, you know why this is like that right now, right? It's because of El Nino. <laughs> El Nino was this year. Last year was... No, 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 no. He, no, La Nina. He was correcting somebody. Like, no, 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 this year's La Nina. Last year's El Nino. That's different. That's a different thing. I love know-it-alls who sound stupid. You mean Southerners. You're specifically saying. 
You hate the southern accent. It is. I think I that is tied with the Boston accent for hardest to believe someone's intelligence. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I fucking do science, pal. <laughs> and I guess no, you Brooklyn. don't. You drink and beat your wife. No, bro, I do science. Southern is good for if you're a writer, but not if you're like fact based. Right. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to write the great American novel, you best be southern. But... Like Irish doesn't really help either for credibility. Mm. Look at the look at the data. You know, you know what? Uh, is the worst. I'm delivering my dissertation. I'm defending my dissertation. The worst thing. If you extrapolate for... the numbers in a y-axis, <laughs> you can suck maturity. <laughs> the least believable is if it's a woman. Yeah, that's oh, also uh, yeah, well, no, got specifically Tara Reid. What's that movie? Tara, Tara Reid plays a scientist. She puts on glasses. Has a porno. That sounds like it should be a porno. It's like a horror movie. I think. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, what, so this Lanita thing, uh, whether or not you uh, think it's as stupid as I do that that it's even notable that it's a warm it's a warm cold year, uh, it's undeniable that this year has had crazy, uh, awful weather related catastrophes. There are the most for, the most catastrophes that caused over a billion dollars of damage really? in a year ever in the U S. In the U S. There are fourteen hmm. weather incidents that did over a billion dollars worth of damage, which is the most ever Shit. on record. I mean so, that that is the most, but at the same time, a hundred years ago, you know, what, there's no way anything could have done a billion dollars worth of damage because yeah. shit wasn't. Well, I think it's probably correcting for. I'm assuming it's it's inflation adjusted. I wonder if it is. I mean, the most the most major catastrophes of the year. I would <coughs> believe that. I was just uh, reading the Constitution the other day. This is just on a side note, and I, th- I don't remember which uh, which uh, amendment it is. Uh, it's the amendment about um, your right to... I think it's Amendment 6 about your right to trial. Maybe it's Amendment 8 or something. I don't know. But it basically what? it says okay, any disagreement any dis- disagreement exceeding uh, exceeding $20 deserves to be mediated in a court of your peers with a, with a jury. And I'm like... How so do they adjust that? Yeah. I, I wonder if they do or if they don't. Because if you're a hardcore constitutionalist, you say you can't, you can't adjust. Say, how do we decide what... I mean, maybe you can, I guess. But it's... Maybe Why were you reading the Constitution? Because someone was talking about our, uh, the Sixth Amendment in terms of that that uh, that new bill that the Obama. I don't know if Obama passed it at this point, but the one about the um, giving. Uh, I was confused, but it's basically giving the uh, the right to imprison U.S. whether or not to imprison a U.S. citizen for terrorism. It's the oh, dude. The, the I just watched this awesome documentary yeah. about the ELF, the Earth. Uh, Liberation Front, Liberation yeah. Front, and there was it was about that too. They were they were putting these guys in jail right, for those, terrorism acts. Well, they're, not, they're talking about not putting them in jail. They're talking about if they can be. No, they they were talking about putting them in terrorist jail. Yeah, they'd be going to Guantanamo. Yeah, yeah. and that's what that's what the whole bill is about. And someone was saying that Article Six, not Article Six, sorry. It's it's. Uh, I'll read you the Sixth Amendment if you want. It's uh, in all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. And the district where the crime shall have right. been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory right. process. Is there anything about twenty bucks in there? No, that's later. I think it's not. It's not the Sixth Amendment. The Seventh just... Amendment says in, in, suits, in suits at common law where the value in controversy shall exceed twenty dollars, the go. right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the U.S. Than according to the rules of the common law. That's there you go. Twenty bucks. I wonder if they, wonder if they adjusted for inflation. Twenty <laughs> bucks back then. 
Yeah, the so hardcore it must be like three hundred dollars now, yeah. at least. The hardcore constitutionalists. I looked that up. What was twenty dollars in seventeen seventy six? Well, that's not when that was written, though, right? The Bill writes seventeen ninety one. There you go. Oh. Bam! Numbers and uh, shit. I'll tell you no. You tell me yes. But what I think the funniest about my people bad. that people that point to the Second Amendment to, as as a current defense of why we all need to have guns, right. yeah. like because that obviously that was that important at that point. Mm. But what was the third most important thing on their minds? No, so, no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time right. of war, but in a manner yeah. that be prescribed. So the third most important thing was you don't have to let the troops crash at your house. Right. Obviously, no one's like still saying that's super relevant. So why would we say the second one but is automatically very relevant? You could. Them? I don't know if the Bill of Rights are definitely in order of importance. Yeah, either way, know. either way, it was yeah. in the top ten. Right, it right. Was in the- I also, you could you could say that like if if push come, push comes to shove and. Shit starts getting freaky martial law in the United States. That might actually, actually become uh, an issue. See, but I don't yeah. think there's any possible way you could arm yourself to the point that you could actually. The, the idea at this time was you could theoretically defend yourself against a corrupt government. But now it's right. so beyond the point. There's no amount of weapons you could stockpile because the government is infinitely corrupt. It's, it's infinitely problem. powerful as yeah. far as weaponry. Like, you know, right. I, so it's it's beyond that point. It's not self defense. So don't even use that defense. I always think anymore. about this like um, when. You, you know, when our Constitution was written, we had, like, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin was in there, John Adams. We had these fucking brilliant dudes. What if that shit was going on today? Like, what if we were like, we need to get the brightest minds in the country to come come up with something? Right. Who would that be? The and brightest just, white men. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, <laughs> Barack Obama. Hardest, yeah. No can let you in here. But, yeah, nobody would be... There's just this anti-intellectualism these days where people have been tricked into thinking they can't trust somebody who's an expert on some topic or who's yeah, smart right. because they're trying to uh oh, you trying corrupt. to manipulate the data <laughs> you want to manipulate that data, data? Dude, i work with i work with this guy who was member of the tea party what does that work <laughs> and uh, member he was a member of the tea party he he, he had like four handguns at home and he mm-hmm. hates mexicans but wow. he married a Mexican. Of like, course. Um, but anyway, like, I... She's, she's one of the good ones. Well, and then I sent him uh, an email. I was like, if you own a gun, you're more likely to be in a gun-related incident. Yeah. And he was like, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. And I <laughs> sent him, I sent well, him I a paper. By, by nature. Right. I by sent him a paper, and in the middle of the paper, I wrote, are you reading this? I don't think you're actually going to read this. And I inserted that in the email, sent it to him, and then I go over there, and I was like... Did you read that paper? He goes, yeah, it was some Harvard bullshit. Really? He's like, they're liberals or whatever. And I was like, did you actually read it? And he's like, yeah, I read it all. And then I showed him what I... These dudes just don't want to know. Yeah. I mean, I think you can... I, I don't I don't hate guns at all. I have no problem with guns at all. But I feel like there's a, there's a definite difference. There's, like yeah, a, yeah. there's a clear distinction between people who are ignorant to it and people who are like... I mean, you don't need a gun if you live in Irvine. Is what my well, like? He has handguns and Irvine. It's not about needing a gun. It's about you. You, you want to have a gun, you know? Right. Right. I'm curious. I mean, this isn't science related, but it sounds like you. There's more you want to say about it that you're not because you think we're against you. I'm a, no, I don't, I don't you, feel like. Dude, we're from the, Did you grow up hunting and things? Is that what? Um, no, I didn't. But I have been hunting, and I have. Um, yeah, I've like I've shot some guns, and I yeah. shot guns in my day, and uh, I got a gun. For I know like how to use a handgun. My eighth yeah. Christmas. That was really. Well, that's oh, what wow. happened. See, I wish I had got my. My my uh, my parents are super like pacifistic. Is that a word pacifistic? Or they're definitely uh, my dad's definitely a pacifist. My mom is from the south, so she grew up. Her dad had like you know <clears throat> shotguns and right. rifles, everything in the house. So kind of like was between those. But I definitely I went, I went bow hunting when I was like 
16, 17? That's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I would, hey, I'm not saying yeah. anybody should take away your, your crossbows oh, or bow yeah. and arrows. That's a, I would yeah. shoot deer with like paintball guns. Because <laughs> I lived in the country right? and like we had salt blocks, a so deer would come up. And you shoot like, him? I never that's, wanted to kill a deer. That's but I, like, I just wanted to mar its coat. It, it is much more cruel to shoot a deer with a paint gun than to kill it and eat its meat. I think. No way. Yes, it is. I'm not killing like, that deer. You're just like you're like fucking with the deer, injuring it, and like just injuring a deer. Okay, it by that happen. logic, by that logic, I've been as long as you eat a dude, you shoot and kill. That's better than being in a paintball match with him. I feel like because at least you're you're getting something. <laughs> If you, but I wasn't going to eat. Human being. I wasn't going to eat the deer. I don't need the deer. But I, no, I, I, I like being in the forest with shit and shooting a deer with a paintball. And also, how many how many times I mean, do you think somebody oh. just eats the thing just because they're like, well, now I got to do this, or else I'm an asshole? I wasn't even right. hungry, but I killed. Oh, I I think you people most people hunt because they love to hunt and they love the meat. Like, yeah. What? It's good. Venison's good. One really? time my dad went out yeah. uh, around Thanksgiving. We lived like in the country. There's wild animal everywhere in Iowa. And uh, he just went out on the deck. I was like, there's a bunch of turkeys outside. And he went and got his like, Shot one? shotgun and just was like, <laughs> just wow. fucking blew turkeys away. A bunch of them? Uh, I think just one, and oh, we man. ate it. We ate it for was it great Thanksgiving? Was it really good? No, it's terrible. There's shotgun pellets. It. I was gonna say all you... over in it, dude. You had yeah. to spit out shotgun pellets. What? Well, yeah. That's not how you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to shoot with bird shot, aren't you? Well, clearly the, he shot it on the deck in his underwear. Like he just was blasting. <laughs> oh man! So you grew up in a definitely a different household than I did in terms right. of that stuff. Yeah. Jeez, I always wanted to because we had turkeys hanging out at our house. And I was like, I bet that turkey tastes so much better than what we have for Thanksgiving. Right. My brothers would throw bird seed out and then right. just fucking annihilate birds. Wow. Jeez. I remember one time I was digging a grave for the bird. <laughs> Because my brother was just Were shooting you that birds. guy? Were you the guy oh. who was like... That's why I don't like hunting, because okay. my brother would just kill shit, and then but he... But that's not hunting, though. That's not hunting. Oh, but I mean, like, we hunting lived in the woods with a gun, and, like, he would... I remember it was, like, hollow, like around Christmas, and I was, like, dig- digging a grave for all these birds, and he was like, oh, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, can you hear that? And I was like, what? And he goes, there's a lot of birds out there, and they just want their moms for Christmas. And guess what? Oh They're fucking dead. Oh my god, dude! He was a weird no. like. Man. The guy he's like, a great guy now, but growing up, he was a, not guy, nice to me. The guy who taught me how to hunt, not just to kill birds and bury them, would be like. No, I, he, I was burying them, and he was like throwing them out of the grave to fuck weird. with me. Weird. Yeah. So, oh, that's a whole other thing. We should have a, you know, have like a psychological profile. On that, have a, have <laughs> well, he's a great podcast. guy now. I love that oh. guy, but. uh I think wow. I, what it was one time too was one time I shot a gun in a tree in Missouri, and I just. Killed and then a squirrel fell out. And I was oh. like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to kill that squirrel." And we showed my grandpa who was at his farm, and then he showed us. He's like, "This isn't squirrel season. You're not supposed to kill squirrels." You know why? And he showed us that it had all its nipples were like. Oh, his mother. That's yeah. Uh, it had all its so nipples, oh, that's like, cool. and they had been suckling recently. He's like, "She, he has this. The squirrel probably had seven or eight babies that will die now because you shot that squirrel." And oh. that happened when I was real young. That's good though. You learned that, learn that lesson. And I mean that. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't want to kill anything anymore. Yeah. That is rough. Except for snakes. Fuck snakes. You know what? I'm not going to give No, man. Snakes, snakes are great. Are awesome. I love snakes. Yes. Snakes and spiders. Fuck both I'll, of you guys. I'll defend snakes and spiders. I don't... You know, I'll kill a... I'll kill a mammal and eat it before I'll kill a spider. I'll buy a snake... <laughs> I'll buy a $100 snake at a, at a fucking pet store to kill it. No, you God. won't. No, you won't. I'll do it. <laughs> People I'll hate do it. snakes so much. Just to not prove... Just just to prove I'll do it on this podcast. Mind. I'll cut it in half with scissors. In Not very scientific. I don't give a shit. We'll dissect its body then with how gross it is. It'll be so <laughs> gross. 
I'm trying to think of some way of, of segueing from this to something that's... We don't, need, we don't need segues. Do you want to do the next... Left turn, left turn. We're going to talk about the Higgs, Higgs, Higgs boson. boson. I want to hear about the God I just, particle. I just like the word Higgs boson. It's great. It sounds yeah, it's, rad. It's like, a, it's like a nice jacket. Like, oh, what kind of jacket is it? Oh, it's a, it's a Higgs boson. It's a Higgs boson. Ooh, it is like a brand ooh, name Higgs particle. boson, wow. Is that one yeah. of them 1965 physicists? It's, a, it's actually a vintage Higgs boson. Uh, Countess Mira did a design on it. So here's what the Higgs boson is. Uh, and I'm just going to give really broad general um, knowledge of what this is because, because you, I don't know. You could certainly go into more detail. Uh, yeah. So what this is in the news recently there like you might have seen in the news we've discovered the God particle. That's what it's called. And it, what it's what it is is this thing called the Higgs boson which um, it's a subatomic particle or a boson. That's what B-O-S-O-N is. And Higgs was the guy who uh, theoretically thought of this particle. Is there a boson out there? No, a, a boson is what they call subatomic right, particles. Right, but does that it's lowercase, actually. I just looked, I just have oh, to so it's not a person? Not, right. No, it's, it's not a lord of uh, some Dutch manor from the... It does sound like it. Right, and, and this is this is the matter that Higgs suggested that in order... F- this is the subatom- subatomic particle that he said is out there um, because in order for matter to have mass, it must be influenced by a hypothetical particle that creates a field. And they call it the Higgs field, which spreads throughout the universe. So it's basically the subatomic particle that makes things weigh. It like that pulls makes, down. It creates gravity. Yeah. So it's basically it down it's wetness. Yeah. It's like, it's water. It's like really small. It's trying to find some way of making oh, it accessible. Water. So oh, water. Oh, it's water. I get it. I have seen water. It's why things weigh things. But, well, it's not specifically why. It's why all matter is attracted to all other matter, which okay. is gravity, right? Here's, here's an, an analogy of how they say it works. And I don't really follow this analogy very well. Maybe you guys do. Oh, this is um, going to be good. I'm, so I'm this, digging in for this analogy. This is how the Higgs work. The most celebrated analogy is to compare the Higgs particle to a party activist at a famous poli- as a famous politician. Perhaps a former female prime minister moves through a room full of activists all wishing to see or talk to her. The movement of the politician is influenced by how many other people cluster around her. The Higgs particles are like these party activists and the former prime minister is like matter itself. The more interaction there is between the Higgs particle and matter, the more mass that is the more mass that this particular matter possesses and the heavier it is in gravity. So the more interaction there is between the Higgs particle and matter, the more mass that this particular matter possesses. So the Higgs, again, the Higgs particles are like the party guests. Right, that gather around famous people. And the the person that's I probably should have like adjusted that to be not British. Right. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'm still Um, trying to get around my head. It's Leo DiCaprio. He's at a party. We're at that party. We want to touch Leo. Maybe you want to touch Leo. Maybe I want to give him a space and respect the fact that he's a human being. Hey, I love Titanic, Leo. I hated J. Edgar. I'm going to stay over here. I'm coming up. I'm touching him. Wait, is this, is this, they find this in the Haldron Collider? You know what? I would actually, I actually want to meet somebody who just loves Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio from uh, Growing Pains. Like they, they, from, they're not aware. Yeah. <laughs> they're not aware of his later stuff. Oh, they're great. Out there. They're <laughs> <out> there. <laughs> Love that. But yeah, um, is that where they found it? The Higgs boson was found in the Hydron Collider. Is it, well, how in, did, uh, is it Haldron? Hydron? It's it's H A D R O N. Hadron. I've heard Hadron and Hadron. Hadron Collider. Okay, they found it there, huh? So they finally, I think, paid for itself. 
Right. And this is how they found it. To find subatomic part- particles, it's necessary to collide other particles together at high energies using a machine such as the $5 billion Large Hadron Collider, which accelerates subatomic particles called hadrons at 99.999991% the speed of light. Oh, man. So they get these things flying and smash them into each other. And then they try to discover the particles that pull mass down. There was a comedian who had a joke on that show last night who talked about how when that hadron collider wasn't working, that the the scientists explained it as though um, they had... What was created with the Hadron Collider created, created such a controversy through in the future that someone t- traveled back in time and made it made it not work. Oh right, I remember hearing that. So I'm yeah. like, that is oh, the most he, elaborate. He had a great joke about it, you know, about the excuse and stuff. But I like it. Um, if you can start blaming things on time travel, it's just the best get out of jail free card. For so funny. People didn't want this podcast to exist. Like it was so successful, it turned me and Andy and and animals, and we're not who we want it to be. So we came back in time and now we get drunk during it and don't do research. Mammals. <laughs> you guys going to talk, what is your thing that happened like, oh, never mind. A man turned into an animal? I was thinking about that, that space discovery recently. Animals? Right? They, found, they found a new, uh, you know, they found one of these new uh, galaxies. They found oh, a pretty close galaxy. uh, Earth-like planet. Earth, they found out, like, a we habitable... talked about that last week. It was called, uh, what, was, what was that planet called? Well, I don't know what they called the planet, but they were saying it was in, in the habitable zone as far yes. as... The Goldilocks zone. Right. The Goldilocks zone. I um, love that stuff, man. I love that, the, the whole SETI thing. I, and they said that it's probably, like, an ocean-like planet, though. Yeah, so cool. Because it's, uh, I think... Like the size of Uranus or something. Hey now, oh, it's not no, it's, away, it's like uh, I think like it's still nine many, times the size of Earth or something. Many light years maybe, away. Maybe more than a possible way we could. Have. But the but a big deal with this uh, Higgs boson particle is that it's named the God particle, and physicists hate that name because it has nothing to do with the particle itself. How it got its name was there was this physicist. Um, who was writing a paper on it, who ended up winning the... Uh, his name was Vivek... Sh- uh, no, that's not his name. Um, well, anyway, the physicist who, who wrote a paper about this in 1994 ended up winning a uh, uh, Nobel Prize for this paper. Right. So it was a very popular paper. And he named it the God Damn It Particle in the paper because we couldn't find it. Yeah. God Damn It. Oh, and the publisher, story. the publisher was like... Dude, man, we don't want a goddamn it particle. That's not gonna sell books, man. Let's call it like, can we shorten it to the God particle? I think that's a little catchier. And he was like, I don't give a shit. You know, I'm a physicist, right. whatever. And then that name caught on. So now everybody refers to it as a God particle. And so cool. But have they kind of backronymed it into meaning that because this gets to such a fundamental no it doesn't. attribute that we're trying to explain that gravity, you know, is that's what is, I thought. That's what I thought too. It's, it's universally hated by physicists. <laughs> that term they is. hate it. Not the particle. They don't mind the particle. No, it's the term right. It's it. the term because they're they're saying stuff like, you know, it gets religious people up in arms like you're you're trying to be God and physicists are already like, No, we're not, we're just fucking doing science, yeah. guys. Well, I don't I don't get that. That's the same way. I went to Catholic school, right? I had they have science class right. Catholic school. And this is like the only thing I've ever got from that at all. But I had a science teacher. He was like, he said that there's no reason you can't believe in God and also believe in science because you could always say that God created all this wonder. You, you know, I, right. I, I'm not really into that myself. But it's like 
you know, you think the religious people would be like, oh, yeah, God did that. Pretty cool, huh? God made that right, hymn right, and exactly. Except like, they, they, didn't, they didn't come up with the idea of God as an abstract. They came up with it because of these books that right. don't mention these things. Well, so they would be, the, their yeah. problem is it contradicts the Bible. Right. Like, that's when they get mad at science. 6,000 years old, buddy. Yeah. The earth is 6,000 years old, okay? Huh? I saw a footprint, and you know what else was in that footprint? Dinosaur print. My, uh, my girl, the devil my, was planting decoy bones and things. My girlfriend's mom is a she's a paleo illustrator and works at a museum, a dinosaur museum, mm-hmm. and she says that oftentimes they'll have church groups come through the museum, and it's like this you know tour of disinformation for right, them. right. It's so fun. And she has don't to look at this tours. exhibit. Don't look. Yeah. Like it's so crazy. Somebody, uh, I, somebody like a scientist said that they should not call it the God particle anymore and call it the billion particle. To remind us how fucking expensive it is to like try to find this particle. <laughs> yeah. Like we're spending so much money, and I don't give a shit about whose who's money is that though. Who's um, this, do you know? I don't know. It's it, yeah. Is we it, spent is it ten billion dollars trying to find it. Is it the Swiss government? Is it just a consortium of scientists that put in? Does anyone know. have to chip into like a pool at the beginning of the year to fund the? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, like that? CERN like invented the internet pretty much, which is where this is going on. Maybe they, you know, maybe they get some residuals from the something. It's, it's probably that guy, Julian Assange. Oh, uh, that guy. He looked into this, and uh, what are some cover-ups about it? I like to put him in that accelerator. Oh, see if they can look for a leak in there when you're spinning around at 99 percent the speed of light. So what did that? I mean, all he does is like find very classified documents and throws them on the internet for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like the smoking gun, but a little bit less fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just more boring. Like, dude, I don't want to read all that. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to. Are there funny so mugshots involved? A journalist reads it and interprets it. Right. Yeah. That's what I think. By the way, when we're speaking of, of uh, having to reconcile science with religion, I was reminded of the fact that when I had my last real engineering job, I worked with a guy who was very religious and an engineer. And uh, true, I never should have even asked this, but like oh, he no. was—he was a literalist. I'm—I'm—I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much an atheist, but I'm not—I'm not that strident Agnostic. about it. I don't. Well, no, that implies like a, there's a, yeah. There's a tiny, 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 tiny chance there's a god, but it's pretty unlikely as far as I'm concerned. But I don't really get up in arms about it. But um, I'm always curious when people like find ways of reconciling yeah. stuff that they it's cognitive dissonance. Right. So he, yeah. I asked him about somehow the Old Testament things about how people would live to be 800 years old came up and I was asking him well like, you don't believe that though right like literally you don't right. think that humans lived 800 years and he's like oh yeah because um, before the great flood <laughs> and I looked this up this is a thing you can look it up it's called the uh, some, something canopy so there was so much moisture in the air before the great flood what? that it weighed down on the whole atmosphere and compressed all the air so it was like Every human was living inside of this hyperbaric chamber. It was hyperoxygenated because oh there was so much God, pressure. Awesome. And hyperbaric chambers make you live longer. I'm like, that's not true. Michael Jackson died at 50, right? It's fucking amazing. Yeah, so he thought we were all living in this hyperbaric, hyperoxygenated chamber because this moisture that was going to fall in the flood was weighing down in the, on the Earth's atmosphere and compressing it all. That's, that's so an cool. engineer who believed that. That's the guy who was paid to do science all day. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, love I don't his, even debate that. I love a good, yeah, but it's I just interesting that he he believes that. Like he, well, it's, it's one thing to say this is like an abstract thing, and I have to just say I go with it. But then to like find ways of reconciling it with your science my, that are even more ridiculous. The guy I worked with who owned the guns, like uh, he's so adamant that the Earth is six thousand years old, and like I'm still See, this guy, religious. This, this gun owner is clearly backwards in more ways right. than one. But like <laughs> I mean, like I'm still like I don't know, man. I'm like so Catholic. I go to church every once in a while, uh, but like. 
I was like, dude, the earth, come on, man. It's more than 6,000 years old. And he goes, you can't believe in Jesus if you don't believe that the earth is 6,000 years old. I was like, just come on, man. Just chill out for a minute. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just a pro not talk about it kind of person. So that's why I started a podcast. Right, about... But it's not about religious podcasts. I found where you can look this up, by the way. It's uh, it's on Wikipedia under flood geology. It's all stuff related Jeez. to people justifying the great flood. and Nutsos. The water canopy. They found the ark. It's up in uh, the mountains in Turkey. Read Mark Twain. Read a little Mark Twain. Yeah, I guess there was a guy. You ever just looked up Mark Twain quotes? You'd fucking blow your mind. Like how awesome the guy has. So many just of the coolest quotes. He was a uh, atheist from you know like a hardcore atheist. Right, Twain was. Yeah, that guy was so cool. We used to when a time when we yeah he's from the future when yeah. I used to drive my grandparents in Missouri we'd swing by Hannibal Missouri all the time and right. I, I probably went on like ten Tom Sawyer tours Tom Sawyer <laughs> that little scamp well anyhow getting back on track with some science news dull rays uh, it is interesting to note that scientists recently found a quote trail of stone breadcrumbs revealing the identity of one of the first human groups to leave Africa. Sweet! Yeah, so they found some remnants of, of primitive tools and things indicating that the timeline for... Because obviously we were all born in Africa. Ja, Rastafari. Yep. And Selassie. That's Africa, right? Yeah, Ethiopia. Is that Ethiopia? Uh, King's Ali Selassie, yes. I thought you were just talking like Jamaican. Is that... Am I being the racist? Rastafarians, they believed it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking like you're from Jamaica. No. Um, Originally yeah. from Africa by Jamaica. way of Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Jamaica. From but, the homeland. But they, yeah, Ethiopia is. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. But go Ethiopia. ahead. Sorry. No, no, it's not. Tom, Morello, Tom Morello. Is he Rastafarian? His, like, great uncle was, like, the president of Ethiopia or something. Like, oh, really? like his uncle know. was. Huh. I don't know that either. Yeah, he's the coolest person. This is now a Rage Against Machine pro podcast. It's all just a huge... You know, when I watched that Earth Liberation Front documentary... Yeah, that Elf documentary. When I watched Elf, that documentary Elf about Wolf and It makes you fucking hate police because it's just over and over these peaceful protests... With uh, people just getting pepper sprayed and just getting their arms broken, two rage against them. Like they're just twisting their arms until they fucking bring them behind. You know, scary as hell. And then you put rage against the machine behind that. Oh, I want to go. Yeah, crack some skulls. No, mostly just give a cop the finger. Do you want to rally around the family with a pocket full of shells below the below the dashboard finger so he can actually? Uh, I'll show it to him, (laughs) but then he'll give me a ticket (laughs) for something. Is it actually illegal to flip off a cop? He'll, he'll like I feel like it must be I think something. it is I think it's considured I don't know there's a word for it it's yeah probably, it's, it's, it's gotta some be some flowery language which basically means you don't get to do that right like I just heard that some guy who was arrested for a DUI got in trouble because he farted in the backseat of the cop car but it was like a really bad fart <laughs> I'm not kidding <laughs> I love that guy man yeah. that's so great alright I'm sorry go okay, ahead no anyhow so uh, what we were saying about this this trail of stone breadcrumbs if you will showing the, the timeline of humans exit from Africa was all different than we thought and a different path. Uh, there was an international team of archaeologists and geologists working in the Dofar Mountains in southern Oman. And Oman. They, report, they report finding over 100 new sites classified as Nubian Middle Stone Age, Nubian MSA, um, and distinctive Nubian MSA stone tools 
are well known throughout the Nile Valley, but this is the first time such sites have ever been, ever been found outside of Africa. Cool. So that evidence shows this trail of stone breadcrumbs uh, showing that early humans migrated across the Red Sea on their journey out of Africa. So they just dropped a lot of rocks on their way out. Yeah, just so they could find their way back like, in. Ah, too yeah. heavy. Yep. Let's keep going. Let's, <laughs> let's drop these rocks, man. Drop this rock here yeah, now. Drop this rock. Control this rock here, Oman, Georgia. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan. Well, you Jordan. I said Jar Jar. I did say Jor- Georgia, but I was meant to say Jordan. River Jordan. Wasn't Jar Jar kind of Rastafarian? It was something I think racist. he was, uh, yeah, he was basically uh, black as depicted in, like, you know, old movies. Minstrel, sort of. Yeah, uh, minstrel, yeah. that's it, yeah. That movie yeah, had so much racism. I it can't, was great. I still can't believe that Jar Jar thing. Like, I didn't realize it when I first saw it, but I'm like, that is it's just straight up. They just did it. It just it did. Just yeah. exactly and they were so, like, doing. Star Wars was so, cool, created the coolest black character of all time. Lando? Lando is the coolest. He and then be. they just took it all back by being yeah. like, Misa, the most racist thing. And then also the guys who were like, oh, Missile Sorry. Yeah. Those guys, the Asians. Yeah, yeah that Watto dude was like, oh, Missile Korea. They have that very stereotypical, miserly Jewish guy. With the bat wings or the little insect wings? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. like, an, I don't know about the price. The price is too much. Oh, I got a big hook nose. Oh, you are a bad boy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's Jerry uh, Sandusky. You are a bad boy, Annie. Sandusky. What? Sandusky. That name has been besmirched for history. You know what? You know what sucks is I grew up in the Midwest where Sandusky, all that used to mean was, well, I mean, but you know what Sandusky, Ohio is? Yeah. Home to the greatest roller coaster park in the world, Cedar Point. And now Sandusky. I don't know. You ever been to Adventureland in Des Moines? (laughs) Is that the one where everyone died? What's that? There's a water park in New Jersey that had the worst track record of accidents. Coli in the water or something? Yeah, yeah. Look it up. Giardia? I think it's called (laughs) Water Mayhem. Anyhow, so back... Back to these Nubian MSAs. These oh, guys sorry. are badass. What is no, MSA? What's the MSA? Uh, Middle Stone Age. I like that. Nubian Ooh. MSA. It, also, it sounds like it could be like a hip-hop Nubian collective. Nubian MSA. Though. Well, there's, yeah. the, there's Brand Nubian, who's a rapper. Yeah. There's the Sunra album, The Nubians of Plutonia. Oh, nice. So there you go. There's, there's your two references in the music concert. Right tribe Called Quest. Uh, tri- uh, triple Bill, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang Clan, and Nubian MSA. I'd see that show. Yeah, Nubian MSA. Yeah. That's I wouldn't right. so go. So where'd they go? They went anyway, through Oman. Oman so is in the Arabian Peninsula, isn't it? Right. So they went yeah. east. They went northeast from Africa. Maps. Cartography skills, man. Crossing the Gulf of Aqaba. <laughs> Dude, me and, uh, me and Johnny have, share a love of cartography. I mean, I do you guys were talking about that before we turned on the mics. Yeah. I just love getting quizzed on maps. Like, hey, what is the biggest... Lake in Russia, and I'm, I'm like, like, what's up? I love being indignant about people's lack of knowledge of maps. Oh, I, I love being it. like, how dare you not be able to pick out where fucking China is on a map? <laughs> oh, that is, that is. You know, what bad, about though. picturing maps when you're just navigating around town? Do you have a oh, do you yeah. use spatial learner to yep. picture a map when you're driving around? When I, when I drive around, I, I look at a Google right. map before I go, right? And then I just if I'm I look, I just know, you know, I look at it. I like what. I spent a, a week in Dublin just getting drunk with my Irish friends that beautiful. I met out here. Nice. And, beautiful city. Yeah, I love it. When I came back, <laughs> I just like, I drew out my track, like where I went oh, around. I'm not that crazy. I fucking love looking at where I've been and maps and the when, whole idea. When Google Earth first launched, oh my God, I was obsessed with looking at every place I'd ever lived so or visited. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's interesting when I try to like relate to people who don't picture, I have a hard time, I'll admit. Relating to people whose brains work differently from mine. Like, people that don't think in maps, 
Like, I, Todd Glass does a bit about if someone ever gives him directions and says, go north. He's like, I don't fucking know what that, left or right. I don't, I don't know north, yeah. I definitely don't know north. Oh, you don't? That's how do you, I'm, how that's do, you do north, is. though? I want to know, how do you do north, I know north east, and Los southwest. Angeles, what south is... of the mountains. Otherwise, I just think about it in terms of left and rights and stuff okay, like that. Okay, what do you, okay, how so do you, you remember? So when you're, you're not, you're not really not picturing a map in your head then when you're driving. You're picturing, like, the route you've... Your yeah. first person point of view perspective oh, of how right. you're going to be. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta know how we all think of north, east, southwest. What's right. your what's your go to? The mountains. No, no, no. But I'm saying as oh. as a young kid to remember that it was north, east, Never southwest. Never stinky worms. Oh, news. Sticky stinky worms. What news. Were you? Just news. Oh, that's an easier one. Yeah. No, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. No, that's not north. easier. That's northeast, west, south. That's confusing. Well, you know east and west are opposite because they sound the same. No, not a, not wow. a four-year-old Brooks. Never eat stinky worms. <laughs> he goes, never eat shredded wheat. I've that's heard, what I heard shredded wheat, but I, I still go back to never eat stinky worms. I, like I how, still do. You I like how cocky it was about worms. news and then it was wrong. <laughs> I just yeah, said right. that like it's yes. Yeah, you can, you can make the case for news. You can that's, make the case. I, you can't make the case for news for me. How about the planets? What was your planetary one? Oh, you know, I never got one. Oh, what? come on. I got a couple. Yeah. I got. I know that Roy G. Biv was... Yeah, the, that's the colors. But I never... <laughs> Fuba! You know, I never oh. got the planets one. You, know, you, never, uh, you never felt that kinky people call out for great sex? Was that it? Wait, yeah. what? No, I'm sorry. That's the accident. Kinky people... Sorry, wait, no, no. Don't, don't, don't tell me what that is. I'm talking about face. Kinky okay. people call out... K-P-I... Kuiper Belt? Wait, wait. Kinky people call out... For great sex, what could that be? This is so good. Ooh, this is a fun like, people. I actually, I like this idea for a game. You, you give yeah, them the acronym the or whatever. Yeah, the pneumonic. Okay. It's so it's K P C O F G S. I'm gonna say one. I'm gonna say one word. Give you a clue. Okay. Um, give us a clue. I'm gonna say shit. I'm gonna I mean, say Carl Linnaeus. Oof, I don't know. I feel like this is uh, was are those is it the moons electron or orbitals? Nope. It's uh, I'm gonna have another clue. Um, electron orbitals. That's a good. That's a good. I'm idea. gonna say. It's just like a fun okay, radio. This will give it away. Show. I think. I think this is like wait, wait. Don't tell me, but we're not uh, precious. Kinky people. Out. I think the four might not be an actual. I think four is just a okay, well, kind of word. P. Give us one of the words that is in that acronym. If one I of, tell you, you'll know right away. Oh, okay. It's going to be upsetting. Another hint I feel though. like it's planetary, but it's not planetary. Nope. Oh, Linnaeus. I know that name also. Carl Linnaeus, biologist. Uh, biologist. Oh, oh, oh kingdom, pl- uh, kingdom, phylum, genus, okay. species. Kingdom, phylum. Whatever it is. Kingdom, phylum, class, order. Genus, species. Nice, know. nice. So it's the... It's, yeah, I wouldn't have got that one. It's an animal taxonomy, right? Yes. There you go. Yeah. So what did you use for the planets? I don't remember. I don't know the planets. My very, I, I didn't my have very, for the planets. My very easy method, just set up nine planets. Oh, wow. Mercury, Venus, great. Earth. My Mars. very easy method, just set up nine There's planets. There's also, like, my very earnest mother just served us nine pizzas. Oh, I've heard that one. I, my astronomy class was seventh period, which was our last period. I would fall asleep oh. in it most I never days. took astronomy. Yeah, was that cool. wasn't the whole class. It was a whole class, astronomy? That's we had a whole class. It was an elective you could take. Wow. In, our, nice. in high school, you said. In high school, our wow. teacher would take us out to his farm, and we could like look into a, a telescope. What? Yeah, oh. I mean, it seems like it'd be real ripe pickings for some... Uh, mm-hmm. So jealous. For some, some sand dusking. No, not at all from this no. guy. He's a real, real straight shooter. I feel like most of those people... I think any situ- most situations where it seemed like they're going to be that way aren't, aren't at all. This guy was great. Right. I really liked him. Yeah. I got to see Saturn through a telescope. You oh, get to see man. the rings. That's fucking crazy I've never seen that that's awesome man it, we should well I don't know he had a we really have, expensive to go telescope so far away. I was up in uh, Humboldt County two weeks ago uh, you're just out there the stars they're just there they're yeah. like 
I mean, it's... They're, like, daring you to like, not what the hell? be... How is this so? How is this so bright? The people, yeah, like no wonder people got by without TV and stuff. You oh know? my god, like, yeah, it looks ridiculous. It but looks imagine ridiculous. if you, I, whenever I see that, and like now that my eyes are getting worse and I wear contacts or glasses, I think about how it would be such a bummer to have lived before contacts or glasses and yeah. like not be able to see stars. I would be so fucked, man. I would suck. My my also not to be able to function and kill prey and live. My vision but is I'd so also bad. Not seeing the stars. Yeah, we would definitely be a Darwin. Do you have bad eyesight? Yeah, I have like negative eight. Eight what? Contacts. Wow. That's and I, blind, kind of, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I have... I asked... I When I got my glasses checked, la- or contacts checked last time, eyes checked, I he, I go, so what am I in, in the 2020 world? He goes, you're off the charts. You're worse really? than 2,400. That's where it stops. And I go, what does that wow. mean? And he goes, what normal people can see from 400 feet away, <laughs> you need to be closer than 20 feet. That is absurd. That's so crazy. How are you allowed to drive? I have contact. <laughs> you thought he was a contact does that? Yeah. Man, I see. I, I mean, don't know. Looked, so, I, I would be so fucked, I have perfect man. vision, so it's sort of like... Really? Uh, yeah, so does my girlfriend, know. Chelsea. And it's just so frustrating how, like, I, I wake up and she's, like, talking to me. And I'm like, I have to go do, like, 11 things before you I do? can start. Jeez, I can't man. see anything. Yeah. Yeah, perfect vision. It's the Indian in me. And when I was growing up, they would... <laughs> nice. When I was growing Native up... Native American. Uh... <laughs> We would be driving in Iowa, and they'd be like, oh, check out those deer. And I'd be like, well, where? And my family would be like, you're the fucking idiot, man. You can't even see deer. And then they found out, like, I really was pretty blind. Jeez, and my mom was like, you were dumb? Yeah, my mom, my mom was like, I feel so bad. Yeah. Like, we made fun of you for years oh, geez, over man. not seeing deer. That's deer. bizarre. So, yeah. So well, that's anyhow, it. speaking of deer, uh, so, yeah, humans came over the uh, from Africa into... <laughs> Much earlier than... Well, the whole idea is it's 30,000 years earlier than we thought. Right, right. right. So, let's see. Genetics predict an expansion out of Africa after 70,000 years ago. Yet we've seen three separate discoveries published this year with evidence for humans in Arabia thousands, if not tens of thousands of years prior to this date. Arabia. It's pretty cool. Have you ever seen... Have you ever seen the the picture of the the, the oldest evidence of uh, a uh, a bipedal um, primate humanoid type thing it's really cool it's in i think like ethiopia and it happened this human and they're not human i, I we weren't um, neanderthal i don't know what they're called yeah it was like before neanderthal. Even that. oh the neanderthals you're talking neanderthal, about but it's cool yeah. it, this like larger bipedal animal and it's it, and it's uh in like baby we're walking bipedally through like uh recently a paved cement. Well, it was lava. It was like it had just like a volcano had just exploded, but it was still soft enough to where they could step on it, and then it just encased it forever. Has anybody wow. thought of the, thought of the idea that maybe they were on their hind legs because it was so hot they didn't want to? Oh, uh-huh. yeah, like your dog, and maybe he like was reaching for something. I mean, I'm uh, just saying the Earth is six thousand years old, guys. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Forget about it. What if I came on here like Forget I backdoored into this podcast, like pushing my creationist <laughs> agenda? Oh, shit. Oh, we didn't know. Left turn uh, halfway man. through. Pemberton is really selling us a 6,000-year-old Earth thing. Well, let's get to our final topic of Certainly. the day, which is... Uh, which is dinosaurs and man, how they existed together on the planet. <laughs> go, bro. There's websites that you can go to that show a, foot, a human yeah. footprint inside a dinosaur footprint and yeah. like... They'll be like, that's proof enough for me. <laughs> wait, wait, but why would that even help things? Because dinosaurs aren't mentioned in the Bible anyway. Uh, so. Listen, pal. We're between the lines, man. My roommate. My I ain't roommate, saying dinosaurs way. ain't real. I'm just saying they went extinct so quick. 
<laughs> my I, my roommate. Um, I I live with three other people. One of them is comedian. Two of them are older guys who are uh, not comedians. Um, but my comedian roommate told me he had a conversation with one of the other guys we live with, and he wow. genuinely believes that that humans and dinosaurs coexisted. Haven't you seen Flintstones? Right. I think he's just confused by by movies and things. But like, yeah, he's like, oh, of course they were. What do you mean? Like the humans hunted dinosaurs and stuff. Would wow. have been the best. It would have been. It would, would have been, been the ultimate. It would have been the worst. We'd just be running from dinosaurs. Yeah, the but time. they're so so dumb. It'd be so easy to outsmart them. Then you like, just have to not move when you're in the car. You like build that was one of the reasons yeah. that uh, in Guns, Germs, and Steel that they said that that indigenous Australians were at a disadvantage because no no humans were in Australia before they came over in boats. I don't mean like the right. white people. I mean like the indigenous the people even came over in boats like tens of thousands of years ago. Not even and boats. They think it was like driftwood. They just fucking jumped really? on it. Not even kidding. Oh. Was like I took a right? class called Human Origins, and it's about like how the spread of humans of humans happened. And they're like, they just jumped on shit, and like currents wow. would take them there. Wow. I mean, they like they might strap some stuff together. They must be depressed. Yeah, they yeah. must have hated. What was I gotta get out of here. But anyhow, so they went over to Australia. There were all these giant animals that had evolved without the threat of humans nearby, so they hadn't evolved to be very smart. Mm-hmm. So they had all these. Things, you know, the size of rhinos and elephants, but, like, within just, a couple generations, they were just gone because you, humans could just walk up to them and just hit them on the head with a rock and they'd die because right. they just hadn't evolved alongside humans and had yeah. to be smart enough to... That's, that's awesome. That's why you got to um, have that uh, catfish. So here, here's our last, uh, our normal last topic of each episode is a historical lesson about science. Uh-huh. And uh, this one, John, I felt it was... Uh, good to do because you're here, you like cartography oh, and yes. exploration, Ooh. and it's the 100th anniversary of uh, humans reaching the South Pole for the first oh, time. Oh, this is special to me. I yeah. love the South Pole. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, this is, yeah, 100 <laughs> years thing. ago was the first time humans yeah, ever reached uh, there. Oh, wow, this is great. This is yeah. really a good topic. So there were, this is also timely because I just saw the thing in theaters last night, so. What's the thing? Oh, <laughs> oh God. It's the remake of the uh, remake of the movie about the alien ship that crashed well, in Antarctica. It's a prequel, and, uh, prequel okay, to the re- okay. prequel to the original John Carpenter movie, which is one of the well, best. John Carpenter is a remake, also though. It is. That's right. true. Yeah. Uh, John Carpenter is great. I do love it's it. It's yeah. one of the best movies ever made. Okay, so here here's a quick uh, overview of Shackleford's people reaching the no, South Pole. The first humans to reach the geographic South Pole were uh, Norwegian Raoul Edmundson and his party on December fourteenth, nineteen eleven. So a hundred years mm-hmm. ago. Uh, 100 years ago yesterday. Right. Edmondson named his camp Pohim, Pohim and the entire plateau surrounding the pole King Hakon VII Vaidi in honor of the King Hakon VII of Norway. He's a Norwegian dude. But what's interesting about this whole story is there was a Norwegian uh, tr- a Norwegian group racing against an English group. Mm-hmm. And the English group was read but was uh, um Ran by this guy named Robert Falcon Scott, and he also made it to the South Pole, but he didn't make it out. Yeah, they, they had, their story is one of the most miserable stories in the world. Right, race. he got so he got to the South Pole, and he as he gets there, uh, Edmondson had left a note saying, "Hey man, <laughs> it was it was to Scott." He gets there, there's a note to Scott. It's like, "Hey Scott, oh. what's up, man?" Be here. Could you go ahead and deliver this note to the king of Norway for me? That's wow. what this fucking said. So then they're like, shit. They turn around and uh, 
There's some other problems with their expedition. So Scott's expedition, they brought along ponies mm-hmm. because he'd been there earlier and all his dogs died. And then Admitson's expedition, they brought along sled dogs, which are great for winter mm-hmm. and going long distances over ice. Did Scott not bring dogs that were suited to that climate? Is that the he br- that he well, I mean, his dogs like just died earlier. No, he brought he brought a few dogs, but mostly ponies. He's like, ponies will do it, dogs won't do it. So Ad, uh, Admitson goes like. 40 miles a day and Scott is going like seven miles a day because ponies don't fucking go around <laughs> in the in the South Pole yeah do so, you give him like snow horse shoes or how do you even I don't know it, d- it just didn't work out there was yeah. even an, an instance where the ponies broke through ice and were eaten by killer whales holy shit which would be the most frightening thing. like oh shit there go our ponies what the fuck is that there's, there's a book written by uh Nicholas Johnson called Big Dead Place, which is um, it's about living and working in Antarctica, but he also mixes in a lot of Antarctic history. Right. And it's one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. I'm in it. It I'm is. Gonna uh, I have to plug that. So it's being made into a TV show by James Gandolfini for HBO coming up in the next year. I so. love HBO yeah, programming. So I'm in. Look forward to that. And that's all about, it probably will include a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And uh, so then Scott right. got, gets there. He reads the note. They turn around. They come back. They get their 11 miles from their base. 11 miles, huge snowstorm hits, can't make it out, they're starving, they fucking die. <laughs> 11 miles from where they're supposed to be, they recover their body, uh, their bodies the next year during the summer, and uh, they that find... Was, that was the British expedition, not the... British expedition, yeah. yeah, and they were all just dying like proper British gentlemen. Like, they, one dude had a whole bunch, like, uh, had... Uh, frostbite all over his body and he's he was just like go on without me and he just walked away into just walked out to die like a badass Damn. there's all kinds of weird stories about those Antarctic explorations right I mean it was all the, of them are miserable yeah it was <laughs> the last it's thing to worse. be May it was the very last thing humans had not touched until the moon right right I'm trying to think of what whether dying of of cold is Awful, or do you think it's one of those deaths where it's like surprisingly painless at the end? I bet it's painless at the end. It's like drowning or something, or getting burned or something. Yeah. Man, I could not. I do not want to get drowned. No, I, I think drowning suck. is a good way to go. Probably. Ooh, no way. Know. Shoot me in the face. Really? I mean, well, yeah. If you had a choice of, but I mean, if you had to do some natural thing that doesn't involve guns or poison, jump off a cliff. No, I think I think drowning is better than that. No way. I don't know. It's Because drowning, you think, How deep are you? I might make it, I might make it, I might make it, I might make it. I'm not going to make it. Jumping off a cliff, you're like, that ah, was it. I think but drowning would be kind of more peaceful than, you, than you're giving it credit for. I almost drowned once. It was scary. I but imagine. I'm sure if I was going the next step further... Let's give us a little backstory on this drowning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't almost... Sorry, I didn't almost drown, drown. But I had the fear of death put in me. You're at Noah's Ark. I was... You're uh, in a wave pool. Learning to scuba dive. <laughs> Oof, and uh, I'm having trouble clearing my mask. How deep I, are you right now? Uh, maybe like 15 feet. Okay. And uh, I just like sucked in a shitload of water. And, um, oh man, I just rocketed to the top of that pool. I was, I don't know. Because you took off your uh, your mask from the tank to fill air into your mask to, to well, push the water out of it. That's yeah, how you clear yeah, out mask your mask. Clear. You do this thing where you, you push out your nose. You go... Out your nose and tip your head back, clear your mask, and then you put your mask back on. But somehow I couldn't breathe the regulator with my, without having the, my mask on. And I just fucking lost it. Oof. I almost drowned when I moved out to California. Uh, the day I moved out here, 
I went and rented a surfboard. I had never been in the ocean before. Oh, yeah, this before. is a good spot. I can't believe you did that. never been in the ocean. <laughs> oh, man, people drown all the time from that. Yeah. The ocean just, like, the ocean picks up people every day. People yeah. drown just from, like, this simple undercurrent. Dude. You're so lucky. You just so, walk yeah, out. So and I'm in, and I'm, in a Huntington, I'm in Huntington Beach on the pier, which I'm is big start. fucking waves. <laughs> oh, like, man. seven, eight-foot waves. Brooks, it would have been the worst headline. Ugh. I Weegin dies in California kid, surf. Kid moves to California, dies instantly. No one's surprised. And yeah, so I, I try to stand up on this wave, and my nose dives right away. And uh, there's a huge fucking wave, like a big set coming yeah. in. And so I get drugged. So I have this board being pulled under, and I'm behind it. I didn't take a breath. I don't know anything about the ocean. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was, felt like I was under forever. And then I pop back up. Finally, I'm like, oh, I'm still alive, barely. And then a second wave hit. Did you get, right rolled? Yeah. you get rolled really hard against the bottom of the... Yeah, I was fucking just all over it, man. And then yeah. the second wave threw me back down, and I I was like, I'm going to die now. Yeah. I'm, I was like, I'm going to die. It was so scary. It's like, what's that guy who died in Mavericks? That pro surfer, Recently? Mark Fu, I was like in the, in the late nineties or early nineties. It's Mark Fu, yeah, I Mark love Fu. Surf documentary. That sounds, that this sounds guy's, right. He's a professional Close. surfer, won titles everywhere. Dyson, Dyson, oh Mavericks. Granted, Mavericks like, is a little different. Yeah. Well, I, read, I surf also, and like I, I've gotten to the point now where in the kind of surf that I am okay Man, with, so cool. the size waves that I'm in the water for, like I know even when a set comes in where you're going to keep getting held down. For a few, like I know, worst case scenario, these waves are not going to hold me down for more than like ten seconds, and ten seconds feels like an eternity. Well, I mean, I got but at Mavericks, at, it. at Mavericks, you'll get held down for you know a minute or more wow. by those waves. So I read Kelly Slater's biography Kelly when I moved Slater. out of here. Is that, yeah. is, that a, if that isn't a surfer name? I don't know what it is. Right. Kelly yeah, how Slater. is that your birth name? That's uh, Kelly Slater. But he like three, four of his friends have died surfing. Like three that's in the nuts. book, and then I guess I guess Andy Irons died of heroin. So that's three not really of his related. friends. Yeah. But, like, they're professional surfers, and they were going to drown now. I won't surf just so I can find something cool. I like boogie boarding. It looks so much less cool, See, but fuck is it fun. You I lay don't down know. on a foam board, you get carried around. I've done it. That's fun. I don't know anybody personally who's had a serious surfing accident, but I do know people that have you been have. paralyzed. No, I mean, like, serious. Paralyzed body surfing. Like, that's... Stuff like, with the with the surfing, you've got a little more protection than some other jackass where you can get into in the water. Like body surfing is more dangerous because your body spiked the into the ocean. Yeah, he got spiked into the into the sand and broke his neck. My yeah. friend's dad. Yeah, probably yeah. not gonna be in the ocean anytime soon now. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay 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 away. I feel bad that I took us off the topic of the south uh, south pole. No, we just talking about how how we want to die. But I do. I'm fascinated. I haven't heard a lot about this expedition, but I read Endurance. Or I read what's the name of the one about Shackleton's. Shackleton's is crazy. That story What's is going nuts. On with that? Give me a little, give me a little feedback. Johnny, you want to feel I, this? One? I haven't read any of this stuff in so long. That I feel like to speak on like when you started telling that story, I immediately mixed the names up. So I was like, I just I forgot everything. Yeah, I think. So, well, let me see. My okay, favorite. So my favorite. I just remember hearing details of just being out, outrageous, like how miserable and like the things that. Well, what was he exploring? What was the Shackleton? He was also trying to get pole. to the oh, South wow. Pole, and this There's was a lot of failed adventures to the South right. Pole. But this one was crazy because they just got caught. Their their ship um, got actually Scott was in the Shackleton way. expedition. I just read. Okay. Oh, okay. so he was there, yeah. and that's when all the dogs died in that Shackleton mm-hmm. expedition. So he was like, "We're not bringing dogs." There's multiple this time. attempts, yeah. Bringing ponies. Yeah, let's see. Okay, so um, Endurance was the name of the ship that was trying to make this this expedition. Um, although actually, this was already after. This was in 1915, so this would have already been after 
the first people had reached the South Pole. So no, but sure. Shackleton tried going in 1904 too. There's a couple times. Okay, well, let me see. Endurance became frozen in an ice floe. Uh, on February 24th, realizing that she would be trapped until the following spring, Shackleton ordered the abandonment of ship's routine and her conversion to a winter station. So they just spent the whole winter in this trapped ship. Mm-hmm. And um, That sounds fun. At, like at, a, this, at that point, Shackleton had still hoped the ship, when it was, was going to be... When it was going to be released from the ice, because the ice flows are also moving while it's trapped in it, oh, that it yeah. worked its way back towards this bay. Um, but then in October, um, water began pouring in. After a few days, he gave the order to abandon the ship completely, saying it's going down. And when it went down, it went, like, quickly. So then for almost two months, Shackleton and his party camped on a large ice floe, hoping it would drift south, or drift towards Paulette Island, about 250 miles away, where it was known there were some stores cached, and after failed attempts to march across the ice to this island, Shackleton decided to set up another permanent camp on another ice floe and trust that one to drift, to take them to a safe place. Yeah, and they kept, like, in the story, it's just crazy how, like, these ice floes Did they die there? No, it's the thing is, it's incredible how many guys survived this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, I want to say only only dogs died. This makes me think, the first time I actually met you, Johnny, we were doing that uh, storytelling show at that library. Place. It was a it, bookstore. It didn't happen. It was a bookstore, and the show didn't oh, happen. Oh yeah, right. But yeah. I bought this book on the HMS Bounty, where right. they they th- they cast away a few guys from mutiny, and then those dudes in this tiny boat went from the Philippines back to Jesus. like, um, well, they were. It was in the middle of the Pacific, and they made it to the Philippines, like. Five thousand miles hard of life raft. Hard as hard. That's can be. that's what. So this thing, the crazy thing about this story is like it starts off. They're in the ship. It's trapped in ice. The ice crushes the boat. Like abandon the boat. And now we're just living on these ice floes. Then after that, and they're carrying their um, their um, lifeboats along this ice floe. Then eventually, um, let's see. They're on April 9th, Their ice floe broke into two, and Shackleton ordered the crew into the lifeboats to head for nearest land. After five days at sea. The exhausted men landed their lifeboats at Elephant Island, 346 miles from where the endurance sank. Jeez. That was the first time it stood on solid ground for 497 days. In the book, it was like all this shit with the ship going down and then living on the ice floes, then having to, after all of this, row hundreds of miles. And then I heard when they're on that island to actually reach the camp, they had to, like, the very end of it is, like, sledding down, like, miles of mountain on, like, their asses, oh. <laughs> like, sliding <laughs> It was the funnest end to a devastating yeah, it's, thing. It's like, a, it's like an Indiana Jones movie. That's a great book that you should read. I think yeah, it's just called I'm, Endurance. I'm, at, I'm done with that. The, I read Magellan's book. I talked about it last week a little bit. It's just about his whole adventure. It's mm. the shit. And if you like cartography, you get to follow all of his what he did. It's real fun. I don't know. I didn't know Magellan had a book. Well, it's just it's <laughs> called uh, Over the Edge of the World. Okay. Or Over the Edge of the Earth or something. Because he made it to the edge, right? He was the first person to discover that there's an edge. Yep. Well, it was in the Philippines well, when he tried to... He was following a dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. And he... Uh, he thought, was riding It was the last dinosaur. He managed to do a sky hook into it using a um, using a Higgs boson particle <laughs> made of a buckyball. And then he... Uh, buckyball? Buckminster <laughs> Fuller. I like that. I like Have you ever seen any videos of Buckminster Fuller talking? When was he live? I thought he was hilarious. pre... I thought he was pre-movies. Now, there's some old... Videos of him, very old... He is the funniest talking man you've ever seen. It's like it's like a stereotype um, talking through a stereotype. Story. <laughs> it's like a stereotype. I like that a lot. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it's so funny. The I'm audio saying. of it, excellent. So anyhow, so so yeah. these carbon's these, an allotrope, right? Yeah, that's what I don't we're know if that means allotrope. It, it means that different different types of carbon make oh. different things, like graphite, diamond, buckyball. It, it means that one uh, element can be different things. 
in different crystalline formations, different formations or something. Yeah. Cool, man. So, so, so this Amundsen dude, he made it there and back safely. It was the British guys. Perfect. Guy's yeah, design. the Norwegian dude. The British guys are wearing cotton. The Norwegian guy is wearing seal. That's a big thing. That's, like, a, that's, he's that's, like, that's a seriously big thing. Well, what it's the Norwegian your, your weather, guy did is he went and talked to Inuits, like people who actually know how to survive in this. And he's like, we're going to adapt what you do. And the English guy was like, we don't talk to savages. No, Norwegians still to this day are like uh, the ones who lead all that crap. <clears throat> but the, um, the American polar base is... America basically owns Antarctica. Right. It's owned, actually, it's USA. pretty much owned USA. by USA. Uh, Raytheon Corporation. Really? The Raytheon Corporation essentially owns Antarctica. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a, we were talking about um, oh, extraterrestrial real estate, how people right. try to sell land on the moon, like right. the same way you can like name a star. They don't try. They, they do. sell it, but there's no <laughs> agreed upon uh, amount of money. Or... And the comparison in the article about that was saying it's like Antarctica in the sense that like there are there are encampments, but from different countries. Right. But like theoretically, nobody's allowed to like own. They're not. But Antarctica. But pretty the much. biggest base, McMurdo, and all the the biggest and all the all the the most massive base and all the landmass is taken up mostly by the Americans. The Americans run run the show mainly. And so, of course, you know, do. it's kind of like the, the biggest wins in that sense, where they own like 99% of the pizza, so, uh, which is run by Raytheon Polar Services, which is a, which is a, you know, it's a private company. It's a, it's a defense contract. Right, they right. also make, who knows what, missiles or... I almost worked for Raytheon. There you go, yeah. When I moved to Portland, I, my job choices, this was after 9-11, and my job choices were come to Portland to work for a company that makes chips that go into TVs and projectors, or move to Boston to work for Raytheon... Uh, on a on a on a radar system that was in violation of the anti ballistic missile treaty. There you go. See, <laughs> that's what yeah, I was right going to do for a job. Nice. Those and it was a secure job because you know we're, we're going to war. It's like 9 yeah. 11 just happened. Defense is going to be around. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to sleep that well working for a defense yeah. contract. Like it. All right. Well, I think that that's it for today. Or this podcast, right? I think it is, yeah. It's, it was a good time. Thank Johnny you, Johnny Pemberton. Once again. Can we, can can we talk about the movies that you're in? Can we yeah, say sure, these movies? Can I want to hear what so you're doing. Johnny Thanks. is in the new uh, 21 Jump Street, right? Yeah, that's uh, coming out in March. Uh, March, I don't know what day exactly, but March. Yeah. What's and your then, role in that? Play Delroy. His name is Delroy. Sounds like a perfect role for Johnny Pemberton. I like it. Uh, and then you're also in a new Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn movie. Right, but that, they haven't even finished shooting that, though, yet. I, well, maybe they have. I think they have finished shooting it now. Yeah, it's called Neighborhood Watch. That won't be out till later. And you might see me in the new uh, um, Town movie. We'll see. Nice. Well, who knows what happens? So we can find you. We can find you in the maybe videos online and things, can't we? It's a good place to see some of those. Well, I have a website. It's JohnnyPemberton.com. Nice. It's Johnny with an H. J O H N N Y P E M B E R T O N. Johnny Pemberton. That's beautiful. Same for Twitter. Same thing on Twitter. Same thing on uh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, no one listens to this except for probably my mom. Uh, well, yeah. so, but you're going to get one more Twitter M- follower. Mrs. Right? Whelan, uh, your son is great. Oh, uh, come on. He's doing a great job. He's really. Oh, yeah. gosh. That's enough, guys. Hi, Mrs. Whelan. <laughs> Thanks for listening, though. Have a uh, whatever. All right. We're out. Good night.